From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Well, I just read something the other day that upwards of about 3 million people in America are being vaccinated daily, which obviously is giving people the freedom to move about more freely and, yes, take a vacation. Now, the big question is, will they, doctor? If we think about this psychologically, a vacation is really a good thing. And why? Okay. Well, it's kind of a reset from stress. And we certainly have enough of that right now. Um, And we've had it for a long time. So it's a way to just turn everything off, get a reset so that you're doing something in different routine, different everything, no stimulation. So it has a calming effect on the nervous system. It changes our perspective, you know, about things so that we could see things a little bit differently as we return. And look, it's been customary vacations. It's built into uh, our genes. I mean, the kids go to camp. Uh, We take vacations in the summer. It's very common. So it's really a reset of that fight and flight mechanism that we've all been experiencing for the year during this pandemic. I agree. And let's face it, vacations are medicinal and we need that kind of fresh air, new perspective type of medicine right now after being locked up and restricted for over a year. How nice is it to come together with loved ones and friends and go on a vacation? But, oh, just as an aside, did you know that the U.S. is the third most vacation-deprived country in the world next to South Korea and Japan? So we Mm. really need that extra kick in the butt, the Americans. So maybe even if the CDC says, all right, you're fully vaccinated with two weeks of immunity, you're good to go to travel. I don't know. Is this easier said than done? I mean, I'm coining it travel anxiety, okay? It's sort of like a minor form of cave syndrome. Let's talk about cave syndrome because I think that travel anxiety is a form of cave syndrome. So let's, doctor, break it down. What is cave syndrome? Well, cave syndrome occurs uh, when people are afraid to kind of, quote unquote, kind of leave their cave. They, um, they have been acculturated recently into being isolated, alone, fearful of going out, fearful that things could happen, they could get uh, the virus. So people um, have changed their styles and they don't really go out and venture out and take risks. So that, I coined that term. It's really a variant of agoraphobia. We all have a little of that. And it's really kind of genetic in that, you know, humans have been around, you know, for millions of years. And they probably lived in a cave during times when the tribe was sick. And they just kind of looked out. They didn't have the CDC or TV or any media to tell them maybe it was okay. Now I didn't have a vaccine. Uh, so um, they were cautious. And I, I think there's some of that cautiousness, you know, just um, built into our genome. And we have a human behavioral immune system. And I think that's operative. Sometimes uh, people have a little too much of that. 
And I think that's where we coined that term, the cave syndrome. Yeah. And therefore travel anxiety. Absolutely. To me, I'm sorry, is like a mental health issue. Because seriously, if you are vaccinated, you've had your two weeks of immunity after your second shot, you're good to go. 95% chance of coverage. You've got a 5% chance of maybe getting it. Uh, and if you do, it's like a cold. I mean, your chances of being hit by a car are, are higher. People, don't they know that? And if they do know that, why wouldn't they take a vacation? Now, people you know, still have some concerns. The, these concerns, or maybe they're not reality-based, but look at all the statistics, you know, that the reality is a lot of the, the statistics, you know, that, that you mentioned. So people maybe need to take a little bit of a risk, you know, that you're going to go have a good time. They're going to go to a place that has, you know, some health care and a place that they have, um, you know, a local, uh, the COVID load is low. Well, I guess, you know, a, a good starting question would be, are you more likely to get infected where you live as opposed to if you go to a city like New York for vacation and 50% of the city is already vaccinated? So I think if you do have a travel anxiety, you've got to take it from an intellectual standpoint, like, all right, I live in Miami and only 20% have been vaccinated. Now, if I go to New York, I'm in a city where 50% have been vaccinated. If I take a direct flight there, okay, good. If I stay in a smaller hotel, if I ask the hotel desk, has most of the people here been vaccinated, meaning the staff? I mean, take me through your laundry list of how we can get people back on planes, trains, and in their automobiles to go on vacation for many reasons, for their own mental health, Plus, the poor travel industry has gone up in flames with the whole pandemic. we got to help these people out. So how can we get people to leave this summer and take a nice vacation? If I have somebody in my office and I'm helping them, I start from going to the airport. In other words, kind of help people kind of walk it through. Uh, you know, they got their tickets. They bring their own pen. They bring their own food and water. So they don't have to go and be in court, food courts or anything, and they could check in already. So the planes are really good. They, the air is fantastic. They really have done a great job. You know, with that, you should definitely, if you have a, uh, an N95 mask, you know, wear it, make yourself feel comfortable, you know, with that. Um, and then if you get to the hotel, you know, you already researched that the staff is vaccinated and, you know, you feel comfortable about, you know, the service you're there and you feel comfortable about the area, you know, that you're going to. And if, if, if it makes you feel a little bit better, practice all the things you do to keep yourself safe, but still venturing out. Yes, I totally agree. Like mental health vacation is extremely, extremely important. But then on the other hand, like you say, if you're, you know, if you're living with the paranoia of what's going to happen to me when I'm on those beaches in Jamaica, well, then maybe it's not a good idea if you're just anxiety ridden. The summer's coming and we all really need to have this reset from this fight or flight 
that we've been all experiencing during this pandemic and get, get away from all the stress, put your life in perspective. Vacations are a very important part of life. People now really need to seriously consider something coming up here in the summer. I mean, so when you're going away, because it really improves all those endorphins, uh, go someplace and have a lot of fun and laugh a lot. All right, so let's switch gears now here, and we're going to talk about new mothers as they navigate through the days of the pandemic. Let's face it, having a baby has always been full of joy, but also full of trepidation and challenges um, as mothers throughout the centuries had to self-isolate. But imagine having a baby during a pandemic where, you know, a lot of your milestones have been changing no family parties, not celebrating baby's first birthday. What about going to the doctor's office without having your husband by your side? All these restrictions has really geared up uh, or exacerbated the anxiety around having a baby. And here to talk about it, we have Alyssa, who is absolutely perfect to talk about having a baby in the pandemic. Um, her beautiful baby, CJ, uh, was born about eight months ago. And Alyssa, take us through your journey. Here you are, you were pregnant during the pandemic, you had a baby during the pandemic, and now, you know, all sorts of milestones are happening. Take us through your journey and some of the challenges and restrictions that you had as a new mother during the pandemic. Yeah. So I found out that I was pregnant in December of 2019, 2019. So it was right before the, the pandemic hit. So, you know, it was a really exciting time. Me and my husband were just thrilled. Uh, we were planning, you know, all the, the normal activities, like you mentioned, a baby shower, that fun stuff. Uh, and then the pandemic hit and everything changed seemingly overnight. You know, I couldn't really spend any time with friends and family. Most of my family lives uh, across the country, actually. So that was kind of hard. But a lot of things were limited. We couldn't, I, I couldn't have my husband join me at many of the doctor's appointments. Um, and he was bummed about that. We were informed right off the bat that when time came to deliver the baby, if I tested positive for COVID, my husband would not be able to be present during the labor. And also that I was going to need to wear a mask throughout the entire labor process. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which I was already a little bit nervous about. And you know that breathing techniques are so important and it's a little hard to breathe with a mask on. I'll bet. Okay. So you had the baby and so the birth was a little, you know, restricted, but let's go back. What did you do in terms of a baby shower? Did you have like a virtual baby shower? What did you do in coming up to the birth of the baby? We did a virtual baby shower, which was actually really fun <laughs> because I have family all over the place. We're originally from New Jersey. I have a sister in California. Now we live in Florida. It worked out well because everybody could join. Um, but it was a little bit disappointing because I had always envisioned the typical baby shower. Apart from getting married, having a baby is very much of a something a woman or as a little girl, you know, you dream of, you dream of the big baby shower, you dream of your mom coming the day of the baby, you know, holding the baby in her arms. I mean, all of that has been scrapped because of the pandemic. 
that that is just so sad. So tell us what happened after you had the baby there. It sounds like you were really, really a strong young woman leading up to this. You know, you were, you went with the flow, but this is where doctor's going to come in because you, you started going through something right after the baby. Yeah, I definitely dealt with some postpartum anxiety after I had the baby. And I've always been a pretty anxious person, uh, but I believe that the pandemic elevated that anxiety. You know, the idea of a postpartum depression, you know, and depression and anxiety are often mixed, but it sounds like you may have had a predisposing uh, anxiety disorder, you know, prior to all this. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Well, you know, this is very common for for people like uh, Alyssa. Um, and now certainly much more exacerbated because of the pandemic. So this was extremely difficult time for you. Did, did you, could you tell us a little bit about things that really made you nervous, things that happened with the baby? Sure. Yeah. I was so nervous about the baby getting COVID when we brought him home. I remember just taking him for a walk around the neighborhood and people would come, oh, I want to see the baby. And I would get so nervous. I didn't want them to come anywhere near him because I was terrified he was going to, you know, get COVID. And it seems like some of your fears were even more accelerated because you had a pre-existing anxiety issue uh, before and we have the pandemic. And I think what you're saying is probably really what a lot of young mothers who just had their children. I mean, look, you went through a lack of support of of all kinds of things, you know, from medical to family. Uh, the milestones were missed, you know, in terms of things that you, you would normally do. And, and you kind of like were really alone. And I'm sure the prenatal care wasn't that good. Yeah, definitely feelings of alone because, you know, you, you can't spend time with your loved ones. All the joy of family and friends meeting the baby that was taken away. So it was hard. So how do you stay connected? I mean, now things have lightened up. And I I know through Facebook, you you did have a reunion with your family. Mm -hmm. I want to learn about how that went. And also what advice now that you feel like there's you see light at the end of the tunnel. How are you doing today? And, you know, what advice would you give other mothers going through this? Well, now my son is eight months old, so he's a little bit older and I feel more comfortable him being around other people. Um, But I think that's a personal decision for every mom. I know even before the pandemic, some mothers wouldn't allow visitors at their house until the baby had certain vaccines, you know, a few months of age. So it's definitely personal, but we, my family decided that it was really important for our son to meet his grandmother, his aunts, everybody. And so we, we did travel and we made that happen. And now that we're coming out of things, uh, you know, m- most of our family's vaccinated. So we don't really have the fear around that. And uh, it's just, it's getting a lot better. Well, you know, we just talked about traveling during the pandemic and how, you know, if you're vaccinated, that doctor says you really should do it. You know, not only to support the travel industry, but even more importantly, people need to get away uh, for their mental health. Do you feel that when you ventured out, you finally did it, did it bring down your anxiety level in terms of, oh, I made a huge step? You know, if you feel like, did that heal anything at all for you? 
I do. Yeah. It definitely felt like life was back to normal for a little while when I got to travel up to New Jersey to see my family. When we started doing research on this topic, I didn't find a lot about it. Um, I, I, I know this is happening because doctor says he's got a lot of young moms and young, you know, young mom, first time moms have always been anxious since the days of Cleopatra. I mean, you just are, it is what it is, but do you find that a lot of your friends are in the same boat that are also being anxious and how are they navigating it? How are you guys getting together these days with all your babies? Oh yeah. Everybody's feeling it. And I'm also a part of a lot of like, you know, new mommy Facebook groups, those kinds of communities. Uh, a lot of people are just doing things virtually. So we're, you know, going on zoom. Um, we're getting together with our, our close circles, my close circles of friends and family. But other than that, it's, it's been a little different, but I think everybody's definitely in the same boat. Well, you know, one of the things I hear now is that uh, Alyssa is trying to normalize, you know, uh, whatever she can. It's not exactly maybe how she would envision, but she's getting out and and using the technologies and the ways to reach out to other mommies that are new, other ways to get together, uh, sharing information. Um, And I think Alyssa has really been getting out and, and experiencing a lot of stuff with her baby now. So um, I think, you know, she's doing a lot of the right things. Well, it sounds like you're doing really well. Your baby, you know, you're lucky. It seems like your baby is a really, really good baby. He seems very smiley and happy. Certainly that helps a lot. You know, I mean, I can't imagine going through the pandemic with a baby with colic Ooh, <laughs> and no mother. <laughs> Or sister to help you out. I I just think that would be really bad. But anyway, uh, doctor, any other any other pieces of advice before we leave? Well, um, just one little thing. You know, if everybody is getting together with all your friends, if there are any of the women that have postpartum depression, you know how important it is for that to be treated. So, uh, and so I think it's good to keep an eye on each other, you know, that way too, because, you know, that could be kind of a really a very difficult situation for young moms. Well, thank you, Melissa, for joining us on this program. You've been our first guest. So, yay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Take care. Yeah. And Dr. Bregman, I'll be talking to you next week. So you take care. You too, Linda. Take care, everybody. Uh, Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at bregmanmd.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.